As the days leading up to Christmas began to dwindle, I found myself quickly staring down the third Sunday of Advent. All week long, I'd been mulling over where to hide Mary and Joseph, and what that hiding place could help my children learn about the arrival of Jesus. Some nights, I'd even held the small toys as I contemplated the journey the real Mary and Joseph had taken. What must that trip have been like? Had they been to Bethlehem before, or was this a new destination for them? How many days were they traveling? Where did they stay on those nights? As the questions tumbled around in my mind one evening, I began to form an idea of where they should show up next. Sunday, December 12, came along with six inches of freshly fallen pure white snow. I immediately began thinking about how much work this would create for me today. But I quickly stopped myself, as I realized it would also bring such joy to my children, and it also helped me formulate my idea for the day just a bit more. Snow means soggy socks. I had just the place for Mary and Joseph to stop on their way to Bethlehem this evening. I tucked them into some garland that was decorating the mantelpiece, just barely hiding them from plain sight, and went to slip on my work boots for some early morning snow shoveling. That evening, the moment the last plates had been cleared from the dinner table, my kids began asking about Advent. Mom, can we light the candles now? Yes, it's time. My son began his ritual of turning out every light, while my daughter grabbed the lighter from a kitchen drawer. Mom, can I light the candles? Sure. How many candles do we light today again, Mom? Three. This is the third Sunday of Advent. Only one more Sunday before Christmas. After some help learning how to work the lighter, my daughter lit three white candles, and the room somehow felt calmer. I basked in the increased glow each week's extra lit candle provided. The light of the world is coming. So we've talked about why we light candles at Advent before, but today I want to think about what life must have been like when there was no electric light. Do you think one candle would be enough to warm you up on a chilly night? It would be for me. I'm hardly ever cold, my son stated in his matter-of-fact way. True, but what if you had to be outside all night? What if you didn't have a house to keep out the wind and the weather? Well, I, I might get a little cold then. He'd probably get really cold then. I might. He wasn't giving up his tough guy act easily. Well, I definitely would. Mom, can we look for Mary and Joseph now? Yep, go ahead. But maybe keep what we just talked about in mind while you search. My little hint went completely over their heads as they careened around the room, hunting for the two small Lego figures. I watched in amusement as they passed by them several times. If I were to play the hot and cold game, you're both cold. Literally. How could you warm up? I could practically see the miniature light bulbs going on over their heads simultaneously. They each turned toward the mantle and grabbed for a figure, separating Mary and Joseph. Hey, take it easy. She's pregnant, I joked. By this time, my kids knew the drill. I was surprised to find that even though the scavenger hunt part was done, they actually wanted to know why Mary and Joseph had stopped at the mantle. Okay, Mom, why the mantle? What's hanging on the mantle? The stockings. Exactly. Why do you think we hang stockings at Christmas? To put gifts in. Well, that's why we do it now. But how do you think it started? That stopped them in their tracks. Let me tell you a little story. You've heard of Santa, right? Of course! 
Well, the idea of Santa came from a real man. His name was St. Nicholas of Bari, and he lived in what is now the country of Turkey in the 3rd and 4th century after Jesus' birth, and he was a Jesus follower. There's a legend that's a story about him that might or might not be true that says the tradition of stockings began when St. Nicholas wanted to give gifts to people to celebrate Jesus' birth, but he didn't want people to know where the gifts had come from. He just wanted people to enjoy the gifts. So they say he threw gold through a window in the night and some of the gold landed in a sock that was hanging by the fire. Sound familiar? Okay, so that's like what we do now. We put our stockings by the fire and they get gifts in them. Yep. So that's the reason I put Mary and Joseph on the mantle. Because the stockings can sort of represent us in a way. What do you mean? We're not like stockings. Well, I think in one way we are. Could one of you look up a couple of verses for me in your Bible? The verses are... 2 Corinthians 4, 6, and 7. Both ran to find their Bibles and be the first to find the verse. I chuckled as the scene reminded me of countless Bible drills from my childhood. Looking to ward off just such a showdown, I pointed to my son. You read verse 6, and she can read verse 7. He shuffled a few more pages and finally landed in 2 Corinthians. For God who said... Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Okay, now verse 7. My daughter chimed in. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. What do these verses mean? Who is the light shining out of darkness? Jesus! You always say when we light the candles that he's the light of the world and he came into our darkness. Bingo. But what does verse 7 say about where that light is being stored? It says in jars of clay. What does that mean? Well, in the time that Paul wrote these words, people used jars of clay for all different purposes. Some jars they used for keeping water to wash with. Some jars they used to keep food in. Some jars kept special water that was used for different rituals. And each kind of jar looked like what it held inside it. So they would have fancy-looking jars for fancy purposes and plain-looking jars for regular everyday purposes. Kind of like we pull out our special pretty plates at Thanksgiving and Christmas because we use them for special meals. So the jars of clay in this verse would have meant a jar that was used for really normal, everyday, or even maybe not so pretty purposes. The treasure was in jars of clay. Okay, but what does that have to do with stockings? Well, remember the story I just told you about St. Nicholas? The treasure landed in the dirty old socks drying by the fire. Treasure in an old sock. The light of God's glory, the light of the world in an old chipped up jar. We are that sock or that jar. I still don't get it, Mom. Sweetie, if you really meant it when you asked Jesus to take away your sin and be your Lord, then God's Holy Spirit lives within you. The light is living in an ordinary person 
And that's what we're really looking forward to at Advent. We're thinking forward to the day of Christmas when we celebrate Jesus, the light of the world, showing up in a dirty old sock, in a chipped up jar, in an animal's feed trough, wrapped in rags. Wow, I never thought of it like that. Why would God do that, Mom? Why didn't he send his son somewhere better? Why didn't he make a palace for him to come to live in? Because that wasn't his purpose when Jesus came the first time. The first time, he came to be a servant. Next time, he'll come for the worship of every one of us. But I'd like to get a head start and worship him now. How about you? <laughs>